This is episode 70 with Austin Netsley of Epic Book Launch. This is Crowdfunding Uncut, the place where creators and entrepreneurs come to learn how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. Here's your host, Kirsten Ross. Hey everyone, welcome back. I have one of my awesome friends, Austin Netsley, um, on the show this week. And this is a crowdfunding podcast. I realized that, but um, I actually met Austin at Tropical Think Tank, which, you know, if you've been a longtime listener to the show, you're going to know I've um, had a few people on the podcast that I've met at that conference. I'm actually going back this year. Pretty stoked about that. And um, Austin's basically my clone, except he helps people do six-figure book launches, not using crowdfunding. And I wanted to bring him on because as, as I was talking to him about his um, book launch strategy, it's really similar, but a little different to crowdfunding. And um, every week I get at least one author or potential author, uh, author that comes to me wanting to know how powerful crowdfunding or book launches are in general to building a personal brand. And I thought, you know what, why don't I bring Austin onto the show to actually like talk about that? Um, so after bonding over Hodad's Burgers in San Diego... I was like, let's do a podcast. So, Austin, I'm so stoked to have you on the show. I'm pumped to be here. Thanks for having me. And Hodad's is so good, isn't it? Like, when you said it's world famous or like world's best burgers, I was like, yeah, right. But it really <laughs> lives up to the, the slogan, like the best burger I've ever had under $10. For sure, for sure. So, um, Austin, where can people find out about you online? Uh, my main site is epic-launch.com. The company's called Epic Launch. Uh, I had a successful book launch, and somebody started saying, oh, wow, this is an epic launch. And I was like, oh, that's a great name. And that started it. So epic-launch.com. And then I also have my own personal brand that I don't do much with at austinnetsley.com. Okay, cool. Well, not yet, but you never know. I will. By the time somebody's listening to this, maybe it'll be up and running. Yeah, maybe. Um, so have you, like, have you had any clients that people may have heard of before? Like what are some of the books you've helped launch? Yeah, we've uh, worked with directly over the last two years, nearly 200 authors, uh, and then through our training programs a lot more. But we've worked with a lot of seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, actually. Um, some are more niched in, in their own topic and others are big names like Brian Tracy. But we've launched successful books like Six Months to Six Figures. We've launched a book with a successful real estate expert, uh, Kevin Ward. Uh, a lot of first-time self-published authors as well. So everybody from starting out at a zero, kind of like I was two years ago, all the way up to some of the biggest names in the space, like Brian Tracy. Yeah, when you said Brian Tracy, I was like, oh, that's legit. Obviously, you're legit. But um, I, it's cool because I see things like book launches to be have the same end game as crowdfunding, or at least they should be based on some of the time investment that goes into it. Like crowdfunding is really, really great to launch a product online, build an audience, and then use that to create an e-commerce business. Um, how do you see some of your clients using books to help with their long-term game? Oh, the book is like the centerpiece of the business long term, really, because it's the best tool to attract eyeballs, whether it be media, whether it be potential prospects, whether it be something else. Uh, a book's such a great way to bring people in, but it's also the perfect tripwire. Like we've tested a bunch of different ways to bring people in, and somebody coming in through a book 
uh, is really a hot prospect. I mean, if they make it to the end of, the, of, of somebody's book, there's a 75% chance that they're interested in more of whatever whatever that topic is. And we work only with nonfiction authors. So um, we really to help them build that back-end business that they use the book as a tool to drive people towards. Because you can make, let's say, two or five or 10 bucks on a book sale, but you can make tens of thousands of dollars potentially on the back end if you do it right. So what we're helping authors do is use the book as a tool and not necessarily just the goal in and of itself. But really with the launch, the initial launch piece, that's just to like ignite the momentum to kind of pave the way for everything that they want to do down the line. It just opens up all these opportunities and gives them that opportunity uh, to do more things down the line of whatever it is that they want to do. Like I said, if they have a real vision of turning that book into a brand and business, that's where the real money's made. It's just using the book as a tool. And considering the amount of time and energy it does take to do a launch properly, um, mm -hmm. when uh, like when, just say I have a book um, and I want you to help me launch it. What is the best time for me to come to you to look for marketing? Is it when I have the manuscript and it's not quite finished yet? Is it when I've already purchased 20,000 books and ready to ship? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, so we typically tell people to come to us when they're about 90 days out from their ideal launch date. Our launch process takes about 45 to 60 days for what we typically work people through, but the more time that you have, the better, because the first thing that we're doing up front is just getting like a clear plan of what the next few months look like. We got to get clear with the author exactly what they want to accomplish. Then we can start to map out a plan for how to accomplish that. And then we can work into the steps, but 90 days out gives plenty of time, but there is so much of the launch that actually happens before the launch even happens. Like it should all be pretty easy during the actual launch if we do it right. So that's why we uh, put so much work in right up front. Yeah, and what do you help clients with? So just say I've now hired you and we have 90 days to launch. Um, what is, this is a very loaded question, but like what is one of the first things you do um, to focus on making sure you set up the pre-launch properly? So one of the first things that we do is just get clear for what they want to accomplish. I mean, people will come to us and they say they want to accomplish this and that and the other. What they really want to accomplish 99% of the time is how do I make a lot of money? And they, they, every, it's so funny. Everybody bounces around this and we're like, all right, so you want to make money? And they're like, yeah, I mean, that would be great. Yeah, let's do that. And I'm like, all right. Cool. Let's create a plan for how to make money. So what we're going to do is we're going to use this as a lead magnet. We're going to give the book away for free for a short period of time, yada, yada. We start to map out all the different steps. So it's getting clear what they want to accomplish. The second thing is we start to work on their positioning. Like if you have a book, you are an authority to the world, especially if you make it a number one bestseller and position it in the right way and, uh, and make it very, very professional, and which is all the things that we help them with. But if we can position somebody in the right way and then help them with a professional product as far as making a really nice cover, a great improving title, and we test everything that we do. So if we can get those two pieces set up, that's going to make the marketing very, very easy. Um, but it's, again, getting clear on what the end game is uh, and then working back on the most important strategic steps, which is the positioning and then, of course, the title and cover of the book. Now, advertising aside and audience size aside, because as you mentioned, you work with um, people anywhere from Brian Tracy level to first-time publishers, what do you think is the number one thing that's going to determine whether or not you're a bestseller in terms of the book itself? 
Uh, that's a great question. The number one thing is still building an email list. Even if you have a small email list, you want that email list to be growing. You want it to be engaged. You want automated emails dripping out so that uh, you're consistently giving value and having call to actions to your book as well as to potentially leave reviews. So email list and building that email list uh, is, is really the number one thing that we work on with people once we get all the functional pieces ready to go. Yeah, because that's something that um, – like. Anyone doing a crowdfunding campaign, they generally struggle with because you don't have a product that's ready to go live. You generally are trying to keep it under wraps so that people don't take your IP or whatever. So some of my clients are like, okay, well, we're launching in 90 days. What am I supposed to email my list every single week? Like, I don't know how to keep it fresh and whatever. Mm. Do you have any tips for how you can do that when the content isn't released yet? Yeah, the main thing to do to focus on the, the 45 or 60 days before the launch is like have as little call to actions and requests from your audience as possible. Like get them involved in the launch. So for instance, if you're setting up a crowdfunding campaign, tell your audience that you're doing this and like say um, we're working on this video. Do you like this one better or this one better? Do you like the name for this product better or this one? Like getting them involved in the uh, uh, process helps them become a part of that process and make them feel more involved, but it also plants the seed that you've got this thing coming down the line. So that's one thing. The other is like, just like I said, no call to actions besides those simple ones, because I want you to just give as much value as possible because come the time of the launch, you're gonna ask them to buy the book, you're gonna ask them to uh, leave a review, you're gonna ask them to potentially buy a program or something more lucrative on the back end of that. So just that 45 to 60 days before, we're just giving as much value as possible. Whatever free stuff we can think about giving away, we usually give away during that time. And why do you think it's so important for the audience to feel that they're a part of the development of this, like just vested in the process before you launch? Why is that important? It's so important for multiple different reasons, but what we do with every single launch that we do is, is we have a launch team, um, and that launch team can be 20 to 100 people, maybe more, but what we're trying to do is have people that do feel like they're a part of it, that raise their hand, that want to promote it, they want to leave a review, they want to share it with their friends and family, they want to basically get closer access to the expert or influencer, in this case it's the authors. Um, that that helps with just with that relationship. It helps uh, give that uh, that credit or whatever I'm looking for that um, uh, reciprocity, right? The the wall of reciprocity, where you just give so much value, you make people feel like they're a part of something. Then they like they do want to share it with the world. So I don't know. We've we've tested multiple different things, but just getting people involved early uh, just comes back to help us so much. I mean, here's my favorite question. Um, because I have my own answer for this, but how big should your email list be before you launch? <laughs> the, the email list should be growing and it should be engaged. I don't care really what the numbers are. We've worked with people that have email lists over 500,000, but if their open rates are 10% or less uh, and click-through rates are uh, abysmal, it doesn't really matter. So the email list number is, is really uh, not the right number. The right number is how many engaged and active people do you have that you've been building a relationship, whether they'll respond to your emails when you send them an email that responds, whether you ask them to be on their launch team and they say yes. However many people you have that are engaged, that's the true number. For me, I had an email list of 440 people. I launched my book and moved over 32,000 units in the first week alone and ended up making $106,000 in sales in the following 30 days after my book launch. Uh, just 
it, it, again, it wasn't for us uh, like the biggest, obviously, 440 people email list is like nothing in the online marketing space, but it was an engaged list that I gave a lot of value to, that I used strategically and I grew exponentially after the launch. So it's really a matter of what you're doing going forward, how engaged those people are, how much value you've given to the world. Because we also have people coming to us and they may be starting from scratch, but, uh, or they actually, they may even have an email list, but they haven't been giving value to that email list. And by the time they, they come asking for all these questions, well, A, will you leave a review? Will you buy this book? Like they just hear crickets, right? So it's a matter of giving value first and foremost. Yeah, love it. Um, so apart from the email list, do you do any other advertising channels like Facebook ads or whatnot leading up to the launch or yeah. do you, like, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We start driving ads and traffic to a landing page to build the email list starting usually three to four weeks before the launch. Um, we're doing that through Facebook advertising, through JV partners, through social media, uh, through their own organic website stuff. Um, we are building the email list as, as soon as we possibly can leading up towards that launch. We've got countdown timers on everything on their website because the countdown timers and the urgency will just dramatically help uh, improve conversions. But as far as other advertising, the best way to move books, to move products, to move anything uh, in the online world is, of course, through emails. So when we're trying to move as many books as possible, uh, we're not necessarily spending a ton of money to send directly to Amazon. We're much more interested in, get, in capturing that email and then sending from the email list to Amazon from there. So um, other promotions that we'll do are different media buys with partners that have big email lists, for instance, for authors uh, or for readers of a specific genre. Um, and that will uh, you know, move the needle for us quite a lot as well. Right. One thing... Um I loved what you said before about using it as a, a book as a marketing tool. Um, something that is being really underutilized with crowdfunding is if you launch your book on Kickstarter, um, you then have this like four month delay between when you can sell something else to your clients, unless if you're using a service mm -hmm. like Backerkit, um, which is actually a sponsor of the show, which I'll get into in a second. But um, using a service like that, that you can facilitate upsells while you're waiting to deliver product. Um, I'm really curious, like, what are some of the call to actions that you've seen authors put in books as to what's next, really? Because it's, it's a sales ladder, right? Like, you're leading them into something else, a higher ticket item. So what have you seen work in the past? Yeah. So throughout the book, we recommend having multiple different call to actions. So usually three to five different call to actions in the text, as well as the main call to actions, which are before and after uh, the book or at the beginning and end of the book. Um, and those are sending to your website to get a free video series, for instance, or a free PDF download or um, uh, free training on, on XYZ or a discount on something. Basically, all that we're looking for is take them to the next step and then to the next step and the next step. The first step from the book is to send them to a landing page to get them on your email list. Again, we're in love with email because we've seen that long term, it works the best. We're not going uh, uh, straight from something to uh, try to offer them something. If we don't send to the email list, what we're trying to get them to do is to just get in touch with the uh, the author. So it's, if, for instance, we work with a lot of coaching clients that at the end of the book, it's 
basically what's the next step in the journey? Well, if you're ready for that next step, I can help you. Please shoot an email to coaching at expert.com and, uh, and, and let me know your situation or whatever it is. Just any way that we can start to continue that relationship with them is a great way because most authors that we've seen, like before, before we start working with them, they're just not connecting all their their assets that they have. They're not connecting their social media to their website well, like they're disjointed and not, not the same branding. They're not connecting their book and driving people from their book to their other books or driving people from their book to their website. So if we can help like have all the pieces of their platform fit together and support one another, they're gonna have just 10 times more success. And uh, again, the hottest person that they can potentially talk to is somebody that just finished their book. So we wanna make sure that there are multiple call to actions and consistent call to actions throughout the book. Love that. Gonna do a sponsor spot. Uh, guys, if you're doing a crowdfunding campaign soon, you should definitely check out BackerKit. They are a crowdfunding fulfillment software service that is going to streamline your horrific spreadsheet experience when it comes to figuring out what your backers have bought or any product upsells. And they just make the process super easy. So if you want to change a customer address, um, offer upsells or anything like that that can help with your bottom line, they're the guys to go to. Head over to backerkit.com and uh, there's actually a special... Um, discount code for uncut listeners in the show notes, which I will link to, um, where you get 50% off their setup fees. But really, Backer Kit is just going to help you make sure that you can focus on what is most important, which is getting more sales and developing beautiful product versus spreadsheets. So trust me on that, backerkit.com. Uh, so I did have one question. When does it make sense for somebody to write a book? And when does it not make sense? That's a great question, and I've actually been asked this a lot recently because a lot of people feel like they need to have a platform and they need to have some expertise and they need to have some results to feel like they should like be worthy of writing a book. Like, but the thing that we found is like so many people have used the book to create those opportunities or to create that audience. Like for me, inst for instance, I had some great success with my first business and I uh, left the corporate world and I traveled around the world and I started this hobby and then I wanted to create an online business out of it, but I needed more credibility. I needed a bigger audience and I looked around. I was like, well, Tim Ferriss started from scratch and he used this book to create this mega. Maybe I could use the book as a tool to create that audience and to create those opportunities so that you could go at it either way. Um, but I obviously drink the Kool-Aid and we've worked with so many people that we've seen that there's no better growth tool for people that want consulting clients, speaking gigs, uh, a, a residual income, an online brand and business, uh, online course sales, whatever it is online. Uh, if you want that, there's no better uh, tool to accelerate that process than a book. So as early as possible, get the book done, get it out there, use it as a tool to continue to open up all the opportunities that you want down the line. Now, if you have products or uh, something else, maybe it doesn't fit into that situation, but if you do uh, want more prospects coming to you that are potentially higher end prospects, then you definitely, definitely want a book sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, have you ever failed either personally or have you seen one of your clients launches fail? And if you have, I'm wondering what was the main reason it failed? Oh, I, I feel personally so much like it's just insane. <laughs> but from uh, the, the book launch standpoint, yes, we have failed. Uh, the main failures have happened when we go outside our area of expertise. Our area of expertise is anything related to business, self-help, uh, money, 
investing, real estate, anything really business related or self-help related, we can just absolutely crush. That's where our knowledge is. That's where our content or contacts are. That's where our um, uh, copywriting skills are. We can connect with those readers. But we have launched a couple books that are in my for instance, the fantasy space that didn't do too well. One did, uh, or one was like a, a romance book of some sort. I'm not really sure what it was. Like I, I just couldn't even read it or understand it. Like we just can't create great copy for that. And the strategies are the same, whether you're talking about crowdfunding or launching a, a, a blockbuster movie or a book, whether it be a nonfiction book or a, or a fiction book, but still, you still have to know enough to make great copy, great marketing, uh, to really drive the needle. And we haven't been able to do that for books that we just don't understand. I get it. Um, for me, if I were to position something like that, I, um, I'd be with you on picking the business self-help because those are tangible things that I feel that I could market a lot better because it's like you invest $15 and this is what you're going to be able to do with it. Right. So right. that, like, that's why I've, um, I've niched right into physical products because I love being able to hold something and say, yeah, if you need this, this thing is going to help you with that. Right. As opposed to a film like, come check out our awesome thing. It just doesn't <laughs> resonate that much with me, but... Um, but it does for a lot of people. Like the, yeah. the, if you look at the two markets uh, in the book world, the fiction side is like way bigger than the nonfiction side. But what we're telling people and what publishers have been trying to figure out for years is how do you make money from books? Well, we're telling people that the real money in books is in the back end business. So that's excuse me, specifically with nonfiction authors. The fiction authors, of course, just have more books. They don't have really a business usually on the back end. Yeah, exactly. So your launch model is Amazon, whereas mine is like Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. um, when you, what is the first day of, actually, no, in order for you, can you just walk me through like when you're getting close to launch day, um, do you start off slow with your sales on the day you launch and then gradually ramp up? Or do you need a lot of momentum in the beginning like you do with Kickstarter? A lot of momentum in the beginning. So what we actually do is we put the book out on Amazon, but we don't tell anybody besides seven people on our uh, launch team that the book is live because we want that base of reviews before we, we send a ton of traffic to it. But let's say just for instance that the book launch date is January 1st. We'll actually put the book up on Amazon around December 24th or so. And because we need Amazon to just get it up and ready, we need to make sure that all the kinks are out. We need to make sure that everything's good and ready for sale. We get those first seven initial reviews. And we again, we're not telling anybody. We're st still telling the, the external world that the book launch is still January 1st. Don't go to Amazon until January 1st. And then on January 1st, that's when we unleash everything, have all our partners send as well as I'll do all the email blitzes, get all the reviews and just have this big viral storm so that we trigger within Amazon's algorithm. We want as much effort as humanly possible to be compressed into a tight period. So we really do a ton the first three days on Amazon. Uh, and that kind of sets the book up for some big success because our whole thinking, our whole goal is to like, get the book up high enough that it triggers within Amazon's algorithm that, you know what, this book's the real deal and they'll start to promote the book for you because you'll be on all the different bestseller charts, you'll be ranking high for certain keywords, you'll be associated with other top books. And if you get to that point, you have this very, very long tail, but you've got to get the book up past this, this tipping point. And it's different for every genre and niche and book exactly what that number is. But again, as much effort as we can compress into that window as possible, the more success a book's going to have. And just say, 
worst case, you've you've executed everything perfectly prior to the pre-launch and everyone's excited. And then for some reason you don't do as well straight out of the gate as you want and you don't rank as high as you need to. Um, and the launch looks like it's just, it's not doing as well as you'd hoped. What are some things that you do to like pull out the, the ammo to fix a situation when you're a couple days out? That's a great question, and it's a challenge that uh, unfortunately we faced a few times. But the main thing is to go after one of the main drivers on Amazon that is is uh, more easily swayed, and one of those things is reviews. So reviews are one of the most important things for their algorithm. So we don't necessarily need a thousand reviews like we need a thousand sales. Uh, and if we're struggling on the sales side, then we'll really, really double down and focus on just getting to 50 reviews and then just getting to 100 reviews. And just doing that alone, trickling in with some sales, uh, will have the same effect as getting a lot of sales and a few reviews. So obviously the perfect storm is for us to combine both of those things. And that's how we get the books up inside the top 100. But uh, definitely focusing on reviews is really, really, really high leverage stuff. I'm just going to pause you there for a second and say thank you to BackerKit for sponsoring this episode. BackerKit is a crowdfunding fulfillment software tool that will help you, the creator, focus on what is most important while they will make handling upsells, customer surveys, color selection, um, address changes, anything that has to do with the administrative side of fulfillment that, trust me, I've been eyeball deep in this stuff can make you rip your hair out. Um, they have an amazing software solution that will make the process a lot more streamlined for you and you don't need to build your own mega spreadsheet to do this, um, as well as many other things. Like the guys over there are just incredible and I thank you so much for sponsoring this episode and the podcast because without you guys, this may not be possible. And to find out more about their services, uh, they do have a special offer for the Uncut community, 50% off of their setup fee. Um, you could go to backerkit.com or head over to the show notes on this. And there's a link with that unique coupon code that you guys can use to save a good chunk of change. So apart from that, um, go over there and do it. It's great. Even if you're months away from launching, it would be good just to communicate with the team and make sure that you have services like this set up because they're going to help you focus on what is most important, which is selling and creating a beautiful product. And you want to be there for your customers and not have to get lost and spend weekends in spreadsheets. So um, let's get back to the show. I'm not going to ask you to dish all your secrets, but what is the most effective way you've seen to get reviews? Uh, it goes back to what I talked about at the beginning, which is just giving value for the 45 days beforehand. If you do that, you build some really raving fans. I mean, there's a great uh, article done. You could probably post it up in the, in the show notes uh, about your first 1,000 fans, right? Like that's all you really need is 1,000 yeah. raving fans. And if you have that, you've got the base for everything that you want to do. Like the example that he uses in the article, I forget who it is, but he's an awesome, awesome article. Um, uh, 1K Real Fans or something like that. It's by um, Kevin something. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I'll put it in but the notes. I, but yeah, yeah, Tim Ferriss talks about it as well. But basically, think about it. If you have 1,000 raving fans, that means if you come out with 
uh, uh, you know, for instance, a book on Amazon, you've got at least 500 of those raving fans are going to leave a review in a short period of time on Amazon. Imagine if you launched a product or a book on Amazon, you had 500 plus reviews just like that. Like that would be, your book would be insanely successful and beat up to the top 100 without any promotion just like to trigger Amazon's algorithm. Um, so just focusing on building those raving fans is definitely the most important thing. Love it. And reviews. Too bad Kickstarter doesn't work that way. Like with the algorithm on Kickstarter is different and the same goes for Indiegogo where like if you, um, you have three days in the beginning and if you don't have your sales where they need to be in those first three days, then it's, mm -hmm it's really hard to change it without some major Facebook ad spend. So mm -hmm. it's like, if you launch and you don't see the bang that you thought you'd have, it's um, you have to re-strategize right away and there's not a whole lot you could do without it taking a lot of effort to change it. Um, so so let, me, let me answer your question in a different way. If it was yeah. me and I had launched my own uh, Kickstarter project and it wasn't like hitting the numbers, I would, after a couple of days, I would go to a few different niche audience influencers or owners, whether they be podcast, blog, or just a, an influencer, and offer to pay them 500 or $1,000 just to promote th that thing to, to their audience. So you're gonna take a loss on that when you look at probably the ROI, but whatever it takes to really tr trigger Amazon's algorithm uh, or any algorithm that you're working with, go ahead and do that. So we have done that before with a book launch that was kind of failing. We basically took all our profit margin, went to different outlets and spent all that profit margin just to uh, promote the book and it ended up being a successful launch. So doing those things, instead of looking at how you can get in front of one person at a time, one person here, even with something like Facebook advertising, it's so expensive because you're looking at one-to-one, -one, but we always go to different groups, different influencers, different other outlets that have 10,000 people or 100,000 people or whatever, some mass quantity of people that we can pay and just have a, a short, quick win that's a win for them, a win for us. Yep. I love it. And um, in the case where that would happen with a campaign, then that's exactly what we have to do because unfortunately, you're going to spend an hour private messaging your Facebook contacts and that might only convert into one sale as opposed to exactly. getting on a publication that may have 100,000 viewers or listeners, um, which goes a lot further. Exactly, exactly. And it goes into like planning for that type of stuff in advance. Like how much do you, how much money do you want to set aside to like spend on advertising and you're going to tap into maybe half of it up front and keep half of it for uh, you know, worst case scenario or whatever it is. But just when we are prepared for that type of stuff, then that's obviously when it's uh, um, as easy as possible. Yeah. So when, um, when somebody pays you, do you, does that include ad spend or do you set the expectation that you have the retainer and they should have X amount in ad spend? Yeah, it does include some ad spend. Like we handle some things. We don't tell them every uh, place that we buy medias uh, just because we have a lot of different, uh, you know, promotional partners and uh, really good relationships and whatnot. But we do start, for instance, if we do something like Facebook, like they can see that type of stuff. So we spend up to a certain amount, whether it be like, you know, just a thousand bucks or something. And we always suggest that hey, if the numbers are going well, we suggest that you add in an extra few thousand for this. We'll transfer it to your credit card at that period of time. Some say yes, most uh, uh, or not most, most say yes and uh, add in an extra few thousand dollars because it's usually going pretty well. Like there's no better lead magnet than giving your book, your, your book away for free or something related to your book. Um, and uh, sometimes they say no, and, and that's fine. But um, 
it's probably wisest for us to take all of that out and require it for them because we do have people that you know want to make a hundred thousand dollars and others that want to make ten thousand dollars and like the ad spend uh varies client by client yeah i couldn't agree more it's just so interesting because like when we were at Hodad's and I'm like, can you just go into your business and you're, the way you're talking, I'm like, that is exactly what I do, like algorithm <laughs> and everything, right? Um, so I find it really interesting to take a crowdfunding launch and actually look at it from the side of a product launch because frankly, that's what it is. If you launch a course online, if you launch a book, if you launch anything, mm -hmm. it's all using the same principles. Yep. Which is pretty awesome. Like you need to know the um, quirks of each platform you're using and whatever, but um, I find that Kickstarter's good to help you get pre-orders so that you have money to publish the books. Mm. But then if you don't partner up, I just say this person doesn't partner up with someone like you who really understands the book market, um, they may have a harder time positioning themselves or just seeing it as just a book and not looking mm. longer term with what that strategy looks like. Um, mm. Unless if you're a John Lee Dumas or Seth Godin or someone or Lean Startup that you know published huge books on um, crowdfunding platforms. I just find it's really cool to work with someone like you because you look at it from the end goal of what you want the book to do for you. Right, right. And I mean, honestly, there's a million steps that we could do. We've launched hundreds of books and we've dialed in our process step by step by step. It's actually 561 steps. Like everybody that comes to us, uh, maybe 1% of people have time, but most of them are busy doing whatever they do, whether that's their business or they just their family or whatever. So they don't have time for, you know, 561 steps. But what I want to get across is like, if you want to do it right, you should like look at doing a lot of different things. Like, yes, always take the 80-20, but part of our secret sauce, quote unquote, is um, that we do so many different things that the compound effect kicks in that it's the small adjustment here and the small tweak on this landing page there and the small, uh, you know, the, the effort that we put in for seven days straight, like really honing in the uh, positioning and the testing that we do on the cover and all these details really add up to a huge result at the end of the day. That's why we think that we have world-class results. But uh, again, take each one of the steps seriously because one small kink in the armor could mean the difference between making $150,000 with your launch and making $250,000 on your launch, which is a big difference when you really break it down. Yep, you are speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been great. Do you have any famous last words before we wrap this up? Famous last words is to hire Kirsten. Uh, hire people that are better than you at something and focus on your greatness. That's really my motto for the last uh, probably year and a half. And it's helped me get a lot more done, build my business, and also uh, be able to help a lot more people. So focusing on my greatness, uh, and I'll challenge you to focus on your greatness. Oh, I love that. And Jerry, if you're listening, he's one of my new clients. He uh, I'd written an email yesterday because we just launched a product on Kickstarter saying like, oh, while it's fresh in my mind, what are the top five things you do on the day of launch? And so I just like wrote that out. And so he replies back saying, wow, I should hire you. Oh, wait, I did. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to listen to this, I think, because he listens to every episode. Um, 
but yeah, it's fun. And this has been fantastic. Um, so again, go to epiclaunch.com if you want to find out more about how to work with Austin, but he's one of the best in the world doing this. So I highly suggest if you're not going the crowdfunding route to, um, to use him and his team. Well, thanks, Kirsten. You're welcome. This has been fantastic, and thanks so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, guys. I have published the um, ultimate product launch checklist on crowdfundinguncut.com. So if you are planning a crowdfunding campaign for the first time or you're just interested in the topic to see what it takes, you can go there and download it. Um, it outlines launch process six months in advance right up until um, the day of launch and what you need to focus on and why. And it's free, crowdfundinguncut.com. And if you are digging the show, please do head over to iTunes. Um, the link to that is in the show notes and just leave an honest review. Um, it does help us get found by other listeners. So thanks so much. Love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launchpad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step -step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.